Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which features a special interview in my mini-series about the importance of midlife mentors. You know what I always say, you just never can tell when you're going to meet somebody you're going to learn a lot from. Sometimes that person surprises you and you don't have any appreciation for who they will become in your life. That's how it was with my guest today. And all of my guests who have been my mentors, actually, sneaky little devils, I didn't see them coming. But first, I just want to thank you for being here. I know that you've taken some time out right now to press play, and I really, really appreciate it. I love bringing you useful information and insights. I love women in the middle, which is why I love exploring the whole midlife mentor concept. And if you've been sharing Uh, your recommendation of the podcast to your friends and Facebook groups that you know will really love it. Thanks for that, too. I really appreciate it. Okay, let's get going. As I said, today's episode of Women in the Middle is the third in a mini-series I've put together for you about why I believe mentors in midlife are so important. The first episode in the series was episode 50 with Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, called The Unbelievable Value of a Mentor in Midlife. The second in the series was episode 55 with Kendrick Shope called Why You Need a Midlife Mentor. And that brings us to today's episode, the third in this Midlife Mentorship series. I just loved inviting my guest to the podcast today. She's taught me so much about strategic business planning and reflection. Not so much about the big picture part, but the day-to-day strategies that build the foundation of your business. She clearly loves teaching and has so much to offer. She also loves helping women. Jenny, she is the creator of the popular online business coaching program called Make It Work Online, which I've taken. And I've taken the one following that up too, and the one following that. She's fiercely committed to helping entrepreneurs realize that business doesn't have to be so hard. Jenny believes in success without sacrifice and building a business you love that supports a life you love. She specializes in practical tips, step-by-step action plans, and straight talk, and has a passion for efficiency and systems that really is one of her superpowers. You're going to love her story, which is full of authenticity, vulnerability, and success on her terms. Her message will resonate with you for sure. I have learned so much from her and can't wait for you to meet her too. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always fun to talk with amazing women like yourself. Oh, my goodness. And an amazing woman like you. (laughs) Uh, Jenny, I want to let you know, I, I really am honored to have you here with me today. In my mini series, The Importance of Midlife Mentors, like first... You've been an important mentor to me for a few reasons, which I'll be talking about today. I've worked with you for a series of three business coaching programs, and I couldn't be more thrilled 
to have learned so much from you. But second, I find your background and story so interesting, and I'm fascinated to hear more about other women's mentors as well. And I really can't wait to hear that from you on the topic. So let's dive in. Awesome. <laughs> when I first met you, it was about four or five years ago, and you were on stage at a Life Coach School event in Santa Barbara, and I was thinking, oh my God, I need what she's selling immediately, because <laughs> I was so overwhelmed at that point. And as a business coach, you really made a big impression on me, and I love the way that you're just so down to earth, and you make everything seem so possible because of the way you break it down into simple, bite-sized components. And even that bite-sized offer is just so bite-sized. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing I've just really learned from you to start with the basics, the foundation, and build out. And the basics include actual decisions, even about specific words used for your ideal client. Like it's so easy just to want to rush ahead. But the mm -hmm. ideal client really is the person that you care about the most, like helping them. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about your background and how you came to develop such an effective business coaching program? Yeah. Well, as you know, I wasn't always a coach. I didn't graduate from college and jump into this online world. I started my professional career as an engineer at a high-tech company and worked my way into management at a pretty young age. By 26, I was managing a team of research and development engineers. It was okay. Like, as far as corporate jobs go, it was a pretty good job. You know, I could wear jeans and a t-shirt to work. It was really casual. It was not a stressful commute. I got paid pretty well. The benefits were good. The people I worked with, for the most part, you know, there's always exceptions. For the most part, I worked with great people. You know, I, I could sort of like sneak in and out and go have lunch dates with my husband or go do yoga or to a doctor's appointment. So all in all, in terms of corporate jobs, it was a great one. But my like soul was a little bit flat. You know, I was thinking, man, if I graduate, I mean, if I graduate, if I retire from this job at whatever, 55, 65, and all I've done is work here, I will be very sad. Like that, the thought of that made me sort of sad for my future self. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? But the problem was I didn't know what else I would do. And, and the only reason I went to engineering school was because I didn't have any better ideas. You know, my parents were like, you go to college to get a job. And I was good at math, so maybe I should be an engineer because they get jobs, right? I mean, that was kind of that was as far <laughs> as I had gone in thinking about my career. So I started a bunch of soul searching. I hired coaches. I hired career coaches. I went to therapists. I, um, I just started doing a lot of reading and exploring and asking questions and doing the things that I never, like, I was never sort of encouraged to, to think about those things when I was a kid. Like, what brings you joy? What are you good at? It was more like, what's the right thing to do? And what are the steps to follow? And, and so it was a new, it was a new kind of thing for me to think about that. And I fell into life coaching. So I learned about coaching and Martha Beck and Byron Katie, and they just like opened my eyes to, oh my gosh, I've been conditioned to just follow the rules and, and do these things. And that's really good, but it doesn't fulfill me. And this is amazing. And when I was a kid, there was a part of me that wanted to be a social worker and a life coach is kind of like a social worker. And and when I looked at the two, what it meant to be a life coach or a social worker, or a life coach just aligned more with my personality. And so I went to life coaching school and I went to Byron Katie's nine day school for the work. And I thought, this is it. I am going to start a business as a career coach, helping women who are asking these big questions, figure out what they want to do next. This is going to be amazing. And so I quit my job uh, without having had a single paying client as the breadwinner in our household. And I'm like, this is just what I'm going to do. It's going to work. And I was just full of optimism. <laughs> totally Unbel that's out. unbelievable that <laughs> at that age, well, I guess at that age, it is easier to take a risk 
than a, a classic woman in, in the middle in their 50s. Maybe. Wow, yeah. that's still something. That is yeah, really something. It was, it was like maybe 32 or something. You know, we had a mortgage, but we don't have kids. So that definitely, it definitely made it easier because I didn't like one less, it's just me, you know, like it's just me and my husband and we're both adults. So I, I think that definitely made it a little bit easier. But so I quit cold turkey um, and I started this life coaching business to help people figure out what they wanted to do with their lives. And it was kind of okay, kind of, <laughs> you know, not great. You know, it's like kind of hard to start a life coaching business, especially a lot of the messaging I received was, you know, just tell people you're a coach and tell them how you change your life and uh, people will hire you. And I thought, oh, this will be great. And it totally doesn't work like that. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> so, um, so yeah, I started, uh, I was doing that. I was blogging and you know, writing a newsletter and going to networking events and offering little classes and doing all the things I thought you were supposed to do. And to make a little bit of extra money, I started working as a virtual assistant for more experienced business owners, but working on their technology, updating their websites, doing customer service, just that kind of stuff. And actually my name spread really quickly among coaches as a virtual assistant. And I was getting VA clients more quickly than I was getting coaching clients. And I kind of liked the work more. And at some point, it dawned on me that that was a much more natural fit for my personality and the way I work than being a life coach because of the amount of squishy, like you got to dive into the muck with people as a life coach. And I was like, I like to deal, I barely like to deal with my own muck, let alone <laughs> other people's muck, you know? And I've worked with some amazing coaches and there are people out there in this world who are designed to go into the muck with other people. And I just realized that's not, that's not me. That's not who I am. What happened was I think, you know, my left brain engineering career, I swung way far to the other side. And then I realized, oh, my sweet spot's actually somewhere in the middle where I get to deal with people on these really deep personal things that matter to them without having to be the one that goes in and helps them sort out, sort out all the crap that comes up along the way. Oh, yeah. So, that's amazing insight. Wow. <laughs> it took a while, though. It yeah. took a while. <laughs> So um, once I had this realization, I was like, oh, I need to close my life coaching business and I need to start a new business where I offer virtual assistance, project management skills, and that from my corporate job and also coaching to help people make their ideas happen. So uh, you can hire me to do it. You can hire me to plan it, or you can hire me to show you what to do or tell you what to do and you go do it. So that was really what Jenny She started as. So in 2011, uh, March, I launched JennyShe.com as as those three things. And that was what I was doing. And it immediately got traction, which proved to me that I was definitely on the right track in a way that I wasn't previously. Now, to be fair, I also had, you know, a year and a half, not, yeah, about a year and a half under my belt of doing business. So, you know, I knew how to kick my books. I knew how to write a blog. I knew how to do some of the technology. So I had a little bit of something going for me when I hit the ground. Um, so I could kind of hit the ground running a little bit, but I also was excited about it. You know, I thought, this is fun. I'm excited to do this work in a way that I just wasn't excited before. You know, yeah, I tell people in networking events that I was career coach, but I was kind of like, yeah, I'm a career coach. Like, and I went like really kind of, I was kind of embarrassed about it, but I was not embarrassed about this work and it felt really aligned. So I started growing my business. You know, I learned about marketing and I learned about business fundamentals and I just was a sponge and I found myself really having a knack for understanding the concepts and applying them really quickly in my business. And I just got fast traction because it got it and I got it and it clicked in my brain and I applied it right away. I saw it work. And then other people are like, what are like, how are you doing that? Could you help me with that? And so slowly I just started helping other people with what I was learning. 
And I stopped doing the virtual assistant. I stopped doing project management. And I really just focused on coaching. And it became a little bit of coaching to make your ideas happen. I played a little bit with implementing systems. And eventually it turned into, look, I've built this business that's working. I can show you what I've done. It's not very hard. I'm kind of step by step. So, so I started taking one-on-one -on -one clients, teaching them business and marketing, like really basic business and marketing. And it started out as a you know, a six week package, it turned into a six month package. And eventually, and when I worked with you, it was a three month group, like large group coaching program. Um, it's, you know, as you know, it's not just a group coaching program. There's so much more to make it work online than that. But it was really just like one step at a time and a lot of missteps and a lot of misdirections. And every step, it was just assessing, you know, what feels right here? Which way do I want to go? And I couldn't have got here. I couldn't have left my job and gotten to this point. I had to go through all of that. I had to go through the career coaching and realize it wasn't right. I had to become a virtual assistant. I had to do project management. I had to, you know, each one of those was a necessary step to getting here. I think that's, you know, that's kind of important because a lot of people think, oh, if I just knew, I would just go right there and it would all be done. And it never works that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And like, this is so brilliant. And, and one of the things that you helped me do was to go back and look at the first 20 people that I spoke to and look at exactly what they said the reason was that they called and reached out for help. Yeah. And I remember I just transferred all of that direct, uh, the, the direct quotes into a table. And then I reflected on that. <laughs> and I don't think I would have done that if you didn't yeah. tell me to do that. Yeah. You know, but you had such a focus on going like really uh, this continuous uh, looping back to assess and see what you've learned. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't second nature to do that. And it was so, so important to do that. But I see that you've done that, like you did it for the first couple of years to really listen to yourself uh, as to where that sweet spot was for you. And yeah. what was a, a beautiful balance of a gift that you had, and also something that, um, that you enjoyed doing. Yeah. So you didn't just have the skills, but you also enjoyed it. It's funny to hear you say this because, uh, you know, sometimes we're often blind to like our innate superpowers. And one of the things I am finally figuring out, like, and only, I'm only on the edge of figuring it out is, all right, Jenny, not everybody thinks the same way as you. <laughs> like this whole idea of like looking at everything as an experiment and testing and trying and see how it works and how does it feel and does it create the results you want and thinking it through in that way. It is so innate in who I am that I'm realizing, oh, I need to teach people how to do this because as much as it is important to learn how to write really great copy and effectively go out and get clients for your business, how you think about going about doing these things is equally as important. And it becomes, it's a harder thing to train because it's just how my brain is. So it's actually very timely. And I really appreciate you reflecting that back because, <laughs> oh, right, right. Good reminder, Jenny. Good reminder. Like I need that reminder on a daily basis. So, well, <laughs> so thank you. In the same vein, it, that's so funny, but I don't know that people know that they need to do that. So it's not like they yes, buy a yeah. program. Right. You're gonna, like even the idea of tracking, you're the tracking queen. And, you know, I started tracking uh, uh, social media. It's yeah. like, oh, this isn't working as well as this is working. Yeah. <laughs> I should make a decision based on that information. Right, right. I mean, it's so uh, good. <laughs> you're so right. People don't understand that they need to think like this and they don't understand the importance of tracking and how that then gives them information about where to spend their time or not spend their time. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how, to, how do I teach this? How do I incorporate this more? How do I train people how to think about business owners? Because yeah, it's not 
this is such an important skill, I think, for life. I don't, <laughs> I think it's an important skill for life, let alone for business. <laughs> no, I agree, but it's not sexy and it's not something to identify <laughs> as a need, right? So, no, right. I, I get it. Well, wow, it's been so helpful. And you're totally in my head about it too because it is, <laughs> you're the tracking queen, right? And, and you really drilled it in, so it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now, Love the, it. second, the second way you've been such a mentor to me is the way you're really vulnerable. And you describe yourself as an introvert. And I know the struggle is real because I know you well enough now to know that, that it's not so easy to do some of the things that are required mm-hmm. um, in a business, but you've managed to connect so personally with your clients and students and you are so authentic. So can you talk a little bit about why you do this uh-huh. and how you've decided to share certain things with your people, the people? Yeah, that's great. So... Um, I am an introvert. I like work in a tiny little home office. My husband is home only half of the time. It's just me and the dog and I freaking love it. Like I, <laughs> it is, it is amazing. Um, it, and it is very like, it suits me very well. I like the quiet. I like a lot of space. I like a lot of time to reflect and it's, it's amazing. Um, and I also think, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, I'm an introvert. So that's like, they use it as a crutch for building a business. And I just say, isn't it awesome that we have the internet available to us that I can create this business and interact with all of these people, like this amazing woman right here in Toronto, Canada, and I can be in my little home office in Oregon. And as soon as we're done, I can go have a quiet lunch by myself. Like, isn't it awesome? <laughs> Where, what other era in the world, in the time, could you have been an extreme introvert and built a wildly successful business? Like, never. This is amazing. So, so the first thing is, I, yeah, I'm an introvert. Okay, so I take care of myself. But anytime I hear anybody use that excuse, it's just an excuse. Like, it's just a bunch of bogus baloney. Like, get over it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> just, I mean, I have no, I have little patience for people who use introvert excuse because I'm just about as introverted as everyone. So I look at it as, isn't it, aren't I so fortunate that, that I'm an introvert and I can build this business and I can do it without interacting with real life humans most of the day? I mean, I mean, in-person humans, like I obviously have to interact with humans, but a lot of people could run copywriting businesses or design businesses and even cut their human interaction down significantly. So (laughs) little compared to the rest of the world. So I think it's amazing. And I, um, I just appreciate that. And sitting in that gratitude genuinely about, about being an introvert and running a business really is just a grounding place to begin. So then I look at, okay, where, where does that play to my strengths and how do I use that? And given that I am an introvert and I still need to interact with people, where do I want to put that? And, you know, I'll tell you that um, I am much more likely to interact with and feel great about connections with people and more likely to be, you know, bubbly or energetic or whatever, outgoing when I'm with people I know. So my clients get a whole lot more of my energy than strangers do, which is kind of a, is a little bit of a pitfall of mine because it means that I am less likely to reach out to cold audiences and just sort of like, I'm not a wooer, you know, in the strengths finder language. I'm not a wooer. I'm not, I'm not a connector. That's just not my thing. So it definitely hurts my business a little bit. But what it does mean is then when clients come in the fold, they see like, like you have experienced, um, like I'm there with you. I care about you and your success so much. And any client who's willing to show up, you know, there are plenty of clients um, who don't want to show up and they kind of want to hide and they want it to be some miracle business program. It doesn't work that way. But 
people who are willing to show up and participate, I'm right in there with you. And oh, so yeah. once people are in the fold, there's this extra, like they get this extra part of me that the rest of the world doesn't get. And in some ways that feels really special. So even though it's a little bit of a detriment on the outside, because I'm more reluctant to go out and just cold pitch myself to podcasts or guest posts, even though I'll do it, it's, it's less in my nature. I sort of have to fight that part of myself. When people do come in, they get this extra, they get the extra Jenny treatment, <laughs> which they don't get otherwise. Oh my God, I totally felt it. And I'm having a bit of a, a little bit of a flashback when, when I was on a coaching call, there were about 10 of us on a call and uh, you had one of your students go through an exercise that was very tedious and detailed about uh, really honing in on a feeling. Um, that she was experiencing. And it was a level that I had never experienced in coaching. And at mm. first, I rolled my eyes at, in my <laughs> office by myself. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> and the student had such a big impact from it. And um, yeah, like you, you, you would have to be as connected and caring as you were to pull that kind of a resource, that kind of a tool out of a hat and apply it in that setting. That was, was really yeah. special. Um, yeah. And the other thing you always say, and you're in my head is, you know, get what you paid for, get what you paid for. So sometimes I do, I did catch myself just saying, uh, I don't know if I'm going to bring that up or, oh, I'm just going to yeah. hear the same thing. It's me. And then I thought, well, no, wait a minute, get what I paid for. I'm going to present the struggle that I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Or it's probably just this thing again and just go there. And yes. yeah, I really loved that encouragement to just get what you paid for. That was so it's good. It's so funny that you say get what you paid for because it's get what you came for. But I love that you <laughs> made it your own. I love that you changed it into whatever you needed to hear to get your derriere in, in gear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so funny because the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the way I first came to you. And, and then I had a chance to talk to you about this, what happened after the fact, which was so good to reflect on it. But I knew right away I wanted to work with you, but I wanted to make sure I was ready to grow and fly when I hired you, right? Yeah. Because I had already hired um, a coach too early and I spent a lot of money and, and I, I was a little soured by business coaching as a result of that experience, even though it was probably my fault. Uh, but but you're not alone. I mean, you're not alone in that kind of, you're not alone in that for sure. Yeah. So I really was hesitant about that. But yeah, I wanted to join that uh, your signature program, Make It Work Online. Uh, but uh, like I said, I was super scared to spend the money. And yeah. this transition of being an entrepreneur and um, transitioning this idea that you're not just spending money on a coach, you're really investing in yourself because it does take line, time for these ideas to percolate and for growth to happen. And what, um, what I wanted to share right now is the way that you handled me during the sales process for your program. And um, one of the other mentors I interviewed was Kendrick Shope, who you know very well, mm -hmm. and who is a sales expert. And um, it was just so fun to have the two of us participate in a live event of hers. Mm -hmm. And that topic came up and I was able to bring it up. And we got to have this talk about the way you handled my fear <laughs> and my shenanigans um, with all of the questioning as to what I should do, what I should do. Like I was really just waiting for somebody to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. or from a lightning bolt, or for something to happen to help me with this decision. Yeah. And you sensed I was hesitant, and you were ready to say goodbye. Yeah. And uh, you weren't desperate for the sale. Um, you knew I needed help. I know I needed some help. But I also needed, um, I needed to be handled. <laughs> and this concept of investing in myself was, was really hard for me to overcome. So my experience with you that day taught me so much. I wondered if you could speak a little bit about it 
about how you know who is ready to do the work with you. Yeah, that's so great. Um, you know, one of the things that's true about my Make It Work Online program, the one that you came through, is that we have really strict criteria for who we let in the program. There's a very narrow market that that program is here to serve. It's very narrow. Um, and that's really for a reason. And that reason is that's where my expertise lies. I could dilute my knowledge and then I would dilute the results that my clients get. But that's just not my personality. My personality is I'm going to give you exactly what I can so you can go and kick ass. But what I know is very specific and narrow and you've got to be in that market. And for the most part, that's about the logistics of their business. You have to have a one-on-one -on -one, online service-based business where you serve virtual clients around the world. You have to have some experience doing what you do, blah, blah, blah. There's a, like a list of that kind of stuff. But there's also an emotional readiness quality that's really important. And when you were, you know, there's an application pro the process for the program. We don't accept everybody into the program if they're not the right fit because it's a waste of our time and their money. And that's just ridiculous. So, um, so what happens is we get a sense of where clients are at. And I told you, I feel like based on where you're at with your business, you're totally ready for this program. And here are all the reasons why I think so. And you peppered me back with question after question after question. Of, are you going to teach me how to do Facebook ads? Are you going to teach me how to do webinars? Are you going to teach me how to do this? And, and I told you, here's why you shouldn't be doing Facebook ads. And no, I'm not going to teach them to you because it's a bad idea. And here's why. No, I'm not going to teach you how to do this. And here's why. You were asking about all these tactical items. And I understand, like, that's what a lot of people market. A lot of people market tactical items. And so you had been a good student of all the people and all the teaching and wanted a list of all these things that you were going to learn. But I knew that that wasn't what you needed. And at some point, I was like, dude, like, you're either in or you're out. Like, you've got a lot of questions. I love that you have a lot of questions. And I, I remember, not at the exact line, but along the lines of what I said was, um, you know, usually clients at this point, if they have this many questions, it's usually because they know the programs are not, not the right fit for them. Um, but the clients who know that this program is right, they know and they're all in. And I don't remember, but I somehow like slightly let you go. I'll be like, you know, I'll, it'll be here when you're ready. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'll send my questions. I'm in. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And, you know, it's funny because I got Kendrick's help writing that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so funny. Kendrick, uh, what do I do? This is so many questions. <laughs> it was so many. And I was thinking to myself, I can't believe she's answering all these questions. <laughs> like I had, I really had them. But I was like, wow, she's really giving so much to keep answering these questions yeah. <laughs> not like telling me to go talk to somebody else or whatever but yeah it, it was funny that that's what I needed to make a decision and it really was an amazing decision at the perfect time mm -hmm. but you know you're just so afraid that somebody's just selling you or, or yeah. that the person you're speaking to is not authentic they just yep. want like a tushy in the seat right yep yeah <laughs> it's really it's yeah. really important and so you know back to your question about how do you know when the person's the right fit I'm really clear about my criteria for Make It Work Online. And um, we're actually, for the next program, we're actually going to get a little more strict than we've ever been before because I've been looking back. You know, we've offered this program eight times. And I can look at from every class, who are our most successful clients and what are the qualities and traits? Where were they in their business? What were they doing? What kind of things did they say in their application? And we're going to get more strict because... I'm not interested in working with the wrong people or people who aren't a 100% perfect fit. It doesn't serve them. If they're unhappy, it only hurts my reputation as somebody who actually cares, you know? So let's create a really great situation for both parties where I'm all in and know without a doubt I can help you if you show up and do your work and, and really honoring that. And when we try to open the doors a little wider and let a few more people in, 
it sours the experience, especially in a group program, for the other participants who are perfect fits, but also for the people who, who you just open those doors a little extra wide for. Um, when we make it a little bit more narrow, it's counterintuitive, but it really does benefit everyone. And as a coach and a coaching team, we had so much more fun with the, the perfect clients. Like, they're perfect clients for a reason, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if somebody's not the perfect fit, go somewhere else. It's fine. There's plenty of coaches out there. There's plenty of programs. Um, it's, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather line up with perfect clients um, because it's better for everyone. <laughs> so good and such an important lesson to have learned at this point in my career. Uh, so the other thing that I really learned from you is the way you're so transparent with teaching and using your business as a reference. For example, uh, in the last year, you spoke very candidly in a blog about what it really costs to do a large group launch. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away by your honesty and your transparency about money and about mm -hmm. what it costs to do certain things. Can you talk a little bit about how you made that decision to share that much? Yeah, that's great. And you know, it ties into your question earlier, which I don't think I answered completely is how do I decide what to share? So like I've shared posts about my health and, um, you know, especially my health challenges and stuff that's really been a big part of my life. And, and, and in that case, and in the money case, I've always been that truth teller. And it is not, um, it's not about being a shamer. And it's not about being like, you know, an activist. It's really just telling the truth as I see it. And so once I've reached a point where, but this is really clear is I don't tell the truth about unprocessed crap. Like, if I'm in the middle, like when I was in the middle of my health crisis, I wasn't like, by the way, like I'm kind of like barely holding it together. And when I was in the middle <laughs> yeah. of my launch, I wasn't like, I'm scared out of my mind and spending more money than I can ever imagine spending before in my life. I tell it on the other side. So like I go through the truth and then I tell it like, here's just, here's just my truth. Like take it or leave it. I'm not trying to impart my views on you, but I'm going to share with you my experience so that you can take for yourself what this matters. So like when it came to my health and things started to get better, by the way, for the last three, four years, however long it was, I've been barely holding it together and you may not have known. And here's why, here's why I'm telling you now and here's what you need to know. And, and what you need to know is that this whole message of success on your terms that I stand behind, it's legit. Like you can truly create a financially viable business because I have done that while I have been very, very sick in, in bed. So whatever the circumstances of your life, working a full-time job, having tons of kids, having a chronic illness, whatever it is, I did this. It's going to be okay. You can do it too. And then when it comes to the launch, you know, there's so much messaging about there about quote unquote, like the right way to build an online business and how you need all this passive income and groups are the, the holy grail. And if you just do a launch, you're going to make bank. And it pisses me off because a lot of it is just like a fraction of the truth. There's all this part of the story that people aren't telling because it's not glamorous. Mm. And I have never been about glamour. I mean, I'm just sitting here in a t-shirt and sweatshirt hanging out. Like I'm not about glamour. I'm not about, um, you know, flashy things or anything fancy. I just, I'm just here to live my life and tell the truth. And so when it came to the launch, I know what people say on the outside because I remember when I started doing the mental math about, wow, like so-and-so just launched a program for $1.99 and they sold a thousand copies and that's a million dollars. That's amazing. And I know what people make that mental math mean. And so finally on the other side of a 420 some thousand dollar launch, I thought, I know what people are thinking. They're thinking Jenny just made bank. Like 
no wonder why she spends two months down in two months down in Southern California. Like <laughs> whatever, you know, they're going to make all of these conclusions and that's fine. They can make those conclusions, but it doesn't serve them for me to let those conclusions live in their heads. It serves me to say, listen, the reason I am such a huge advocate of building a one-on-one service-based business and that's what I teach you is because it's more profitable. You don't believe me? Here are the numbers. This is what we did for our launch. This is our expense list. This is what it's cost to run my business just to keep things rolling. This is what it all comes down to at the end of the day, right? Not super impressive. And so to be able to really back up what I teach and what I say and what I believe and what my truth is in a way that other people can really relate to, it was very, I knew that would be a powerful moment for people who really needed to hear it. Now, there are plenty of people out there who still disagree with me, and that's fine. We can, that's the nature of the world. But to be able to just speak so honestly and to just tell the truth of what I see um, in, in very factual terms. So like when, you know, my Lyme disease post wasn't like, whoa, is me, you know, my last four years have been a struggle. It's more like, this was hard. <laughs> And it was okay. So if you're going through something hard, it will be okay. This is what it looks like to run a launch. This is how expensive it is. And regardless of how much money you think I made, now you go make the decision for yourself. It's very just like... And that's very can, powerful, Jen. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. I just remember with both of those, uh, that's why I brought them up, with both of those situations, I was so quiet when I was reading it. Like it was really like... I was so appreciative that you were so vulnerable and candid. And I saw both of these sharing opportunities as hugely impactful, Mm -hmm. not just for me, but for everybody. Like you were really walking the walk. And one thing I have seen in this business is that, you know, being afraid of vulnerability is not going to help your success. And I uh, remember very detailed when I, um, felt the need to write a blog about uh, my childhood. I had two traumatic events early on. Both my parents died. My birth parents died when I was very young. And I wrote, um, I wrote about it and I cried while I was writing it. And then I was like, ooh, I think I'm too afraid to publish it. And then I had to get some coaching about my hesitation to be that honest and, and open. So I got some coaching and like you, I was on the other side of it but I still hesitated and I had to really look at what I was afraid of, Mm -hmm. which made no sense because what I'm really trying to do is help people and I know I'm not alone. So it was late at night and I pressed publish and the blog went out and right away I started to get comments of people reaching out to me and they were so appreciative and so thankful. And it's just a lesson that, you know, just because it's online, it can be scary to be yeah, out there, introvert, extrovert, doesn't matter. It's just online is kind of freaky sometimes. And, uh, but I have had nothing but positive results every time I've been honest. Yeah. And um, my experience with you, like my experience of your honesty and transparency has been uh, so positive. I've really, really appreciated it. Thank you. You know, I think a lot of times people think that, oh, like, um, like vulnerability is one of like the, you know, the words, the phrases of the day lately. Oh, you have to be vulnerable online. And, I think it's important for people to remember we're not, we're not sharing everything. Like before we started recording, I was like, Susie, these are the three things I don't talk about. You know, like you don't have to share everything. You share the stuff that feels relevant to your audience that like it, that story was feeling pulled out of you. At one point, that Lyme disease story felt pulled out of me. At the end yeah. of the launch, I was like, I need to tell people this. When I finally wrote my post about misophonia, I was like, I just need to, just like, this just needs to get out. 
And it's not about, it's almost not about us. Like we're just a conduit for the story. And so our ego can get in the way kind of on both sides. Like I need to be more vulnerable. No, you don't have to share the crap. Like you don't have to share the unprocessed stuff. You know, you need to share the stuff that's being pulled out of you that clearly people need to hear that you're the conduit for. And I think when you think about it in that way, it makes it feel a little bit less scary. Because it's funny to me, people use the word like, oh, you were so vulnerable to share that. I'm like, it was just a story that I needed to share. Like, was I a little nervous? Okay, but like, really, it's just, it just needed to happen. And when we make it just, it's just a story that other people need to hear. It's not really about us. It can kind of take away some of the so true challenges of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the scariness of it. So, so I, as you know, I, um, I just think having mentors in your life is super important and you just never know where a mentor is going to come from. You never know how a mentor is actually going to help you grow your business. Who really influenced you and what happened there with your own mentors? Yeah. You know, it's funny as I, uh, before we got on, I was thinking about all the people that I've worked with because I have worked with a lot of people. (laughs) Um, But just now the person who came to mind would be the person who I've considered my very first mentor. His name was Michael Evans. He'll probably never hear my reference here, but he was my um, manager when I was an engineer. He was not my first one. I think maybe he was my second manager when I was an engineer. And when I got promoted to management, he was then my peer and he really was my mentor. We sat next to each other. We actually, I'm a big mountain biker and we would go mountain biking after work with other people. Um, And he just, he had such a great way about him. Like the way he managed me as an employee the way he encouraged my development, the way he pointed out things that needed to be improved. I just, like, he was one of the people that everybody wanted to work for. And when I moved into management, I was like, oh my God, this just situation is so challenging. What do I do? And he really helps me navigate a horrible boss. I know the boss we worked for was terrible. And so there was no guidance from him. And I had a couple employees that were extremely challenging, like some that needed to be fired. And that's really hard to do at a very large corporation. And how do I navigate all these things? And he was there for me. And to really know what that feels like to be mentored, like he couldn't do any of it for me, but to guide me every step of the way was huge. And learning a lot of those people management skills early on in my professional career, I think has been a huge asset to me now as a business owner. But when I transitioned into moving into my own business and leaving corporate, the first two mentors, they weren't my personal mentors, but Martha Beck and Byron Katie so much of what I learned and so much of what I still use today is things I learned from Martha and um, Katie, as well as a lot of coaches. You know, I hired a lot of coaches from the Martha Beck circle and I could just list them all, but I kind of, you know, Abigail and Bev and Terry and some offshoots and there's so many coaches along that way, but really Martha and um, Byron Katie were big, big influences. And then Marie Forleo, once I sort of got on track to JennyShe.com, I found out about B-School. And, you know, I, I think Marie is amazing. She's one of the, she's incredibly intelligent. She's a super smart marketer. But back in 2011, she was not my jam. I mean, the way she presented herself, what she, she talked about sex in all of her videos, I'm just like, I, you are not for me. But when I got past some of that superficial messaging and got into the heart of what she had to say, I realized, oh, this woman is for me. This is what I have been looking for. And her B-School program is what really clicked for me. I mean, it just, I took it and I was like, I get it. I, I learned a concept, I get it. I le- and it just, that was it. And so then I worked with Marie in her longer term mastermind. Um, and that was a huge influence. Since then, I've learned the biggest learnings I've had have been from Kendrick Shope around selling. That's made a huge difference. 
those would be the biggest mentors that have made the biggest difference for me in my business and life. Yeah, that's so good. And what I love about the whole mentor concept is that you don't know where the mentor is coming from. And sometimes you don't, the mentor doesn't even know that they're having such a big impact on you. And one thing that you did where I'm sure your main goal was not to have an impact on me, (laughs) but it was just the way you launch your program. So Mm. here you are an introvert in, you know, your home dweller like I am. (laughs) most of the day with your dog, just like me. But you know, when you took on that launch or any of your launches, you go into overdrive and there is so much activity and it's so well orchestrated. It's kind of like a symphony, right? And, and there's so many parts and, you know, just, um, what I took from that was, holy shit, (laughs) that's a launch. So really as a mentor, there's so much that you can offer just by doing Mm. doing your thing in the most authentic way and uh, and also just giving back intentionally when you have that opportunity to be a mentor uh, intentionally it's so rewarding too so yeah you know I'll just add that that's my favorite part actually you know I I I like to say I don't like to say but I often say I don't really care about business it just happens to be the conduit for creating these lives that we want what I really like is that idea of mentoring. So now, you know, in my business, I've got a fairly sizable team and the team has grown significantly. We now have 12 coaches that worked in the last Make It Work Online program. And one of the most fun things for me is actually mentoring my coaches to be better coaches, which helps them in their own business because all of my coaches have to be business owners in their own right to coach in my program. These aren't employees. These are people who have to be their own business owners who choose to coach for me in the program. But helping them be better coaches in the program, as well as helping them take those skills into their own business, that's really fun. So that, <laughs> like, that is where I get super lit up. So this idea of mentoring and creating these mentoring opportunities is, oh, so fun. <laughs> it, it's really fun. And, and now, you know, we are older and wiser, and we do have what to teach and what to learn uh, and to share. And it, it really is a fun time of life. So Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to sit with me here and talk about mentorship and midlife and, and what you've meant to me. You've really uh, made a giant contribution in this world of, in your very narrow slice of the pie, you've made a huge contribution with women as they learn to make it work online. Thank you so very much. I wanted to ask you uh, if you wanted to promote anything. Oh, first of all, I want to say just thank you for asking, Susie. Um, I just so appreciate, I so appreciate you asking. And it's, it's funny because I know how far you've come in your own business and how much I've seen you grow. But to just have this conversation with you was such a gift to be, to really have you reflect back some of what you've learned and what you've seen just find me doing my work is so meaningful. So I really, it has been an honor to be here truly to hear some of those things from you. So thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for asking and for all of your kind words. You know, I know most of your listeners aren't business owners, but I do have a class called success without sacrifice. And it was really designed with business owner or corporate worker or anybody else in mind. And it's all about creating the success you want and doing it on your own terms without sacrificing what really matters to you. And this was a principle that I employed at my job when I was working in corporate I really always ask myself, how can I create the success I want? How can I create achievement in this corporate career without working 50 hours a week, without taking my laptop home nights and weekends, which I hardly ever did, leaving early on Friday, sneaking out for yoga most days at lunch. And that's what Success Without Sacrifice is all about. So I have a totally free class. It's a six-week 
class. Um, it's not very class-ish. There's no homework. There's no assignments. It's not about learning or doing more. It just teaches you some concepts about how to create the success you want without sacrificing what really matters to you. And that can be found at jennyshe.com slash S-W-O-S, success without sacrifice. Oh, that's amazing. I think that's going to be so great for women in the middle. I'm going to definitely include the link in the show notes. Thank you. You know, a lot of um, women in the middle have had a job for a very long time. Yeah. And it gets to the point where you just don't know uh, what's missing here. Like you feel like life is passing you by, but your job looks amazing on paper. And sometimes it is a good decision to move on. And sometimes it's not, but there are always ways to feel more successful and to be happier with whatever you have going on in your life. So I I love that you can like amp it up, even if you decide to stay put or do whatever it is you want to do in your life. I think it's perfect for women in the middle. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. I got such great feedback from the class um, and about how it just gave a lot of people, business owners, mothers, empty nesters, corporate workers everywhere in between, just such a refresh on what's happening and creating what they want and how it can be so much easier than we think. Like there's just some small tweaks can make such a big difference. So I hope it helps so you. Good. Well. <laughs> so good. Thanks so much, Jenny. Thank Thanks you again. so much again. I really appreciated the time we have together. And women in the middle, just head over to the show notes and we'll give you everything you need. Thanks so much, Jenny. Bye. Thank you. That's it for this episode. So much good stuff in that interview, right? Jenny's approach to building a business that's all about creating success on your terms is a really powerful one. I learned so much from her and I hope you did too. For more information about Jenny's amazing free six-week class, Success Without Sacrifice, please head over to www.jennyshe.com forward slash S-W-O-S forward slash. To learn more about Jenny and other resources mentioned in the episode, please check out the show notes at www.susierosenstein.com. And as always, if you're frustrated and want some help yourself, you have come to the right place. As you may know, I help amazing women like you get excited about your life again. If you're stuck and not that happy about where you're at in your career or in another part of your life, it just might be time for you to focus on making that change you've been thinking about. Stop wasting your valuable time on this planet and let me help you. It's time to regret-proof your life and I offer a free 20-minute insight call to get you going. I would love to hop on the call and connect with you personally. Life is just way too short to feel like life is passing you by, right? You're not alone. You are not alone. Just go to www.susierosenstein.com and hover over the About tab and you'll see free session on the drop-down menu. Click there and you can book straight into my calendar. Super easy and I can't wait to talk to you. Let's do this, ladies, one amazing insight at a time. Thanks so much for listening. <music>